0: A lot of election conversations that we're going to have over the next few days. Don't forget the three gentlemen that are running for uh, being the U.S. Representative from the third district, the incumbent, and two challengers. Uh, We will be having a debate with them live uh, from Wobo facilities next Tuesday at at, uh, eight o'clock in the morning. And then we will replay that hour. Uh, here at four o'clock in the afternoon, so everybody should be able to get it. Uh, let's do this, um, and I don't have a debate lined up to have everybody in that's running for the Northwest Allen County Schools. And aren't you glad? Because uh, I could get, I could get a little bogged down there. Uh, one of the people who's running, uh, Darren Vogt, is sitting here with me. Darren, how are you? I'm. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yep, you bet. Um, you, know, I, you know, our kids were Allen County in that we went to Fort Wayne Community Schools. Um, earlier in their schools, in some of the elementary, middle school stuff, we were in East Allen County out at New Haven and then moved into the Snyder District. Um, go Panthers. Um, <laughs> please I'll, go I'll Panthers. second that. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Um, but, you know, we have, th- there's a little place in my heart for Carroll High School. I love their band. Um, the, the sad story about Owen yeah. that happened, and That's I'm sad. wearing the band on my arm for Owen. His grandparents are in the Sunday school class I teach on Sundays. He was my son's uh, one of my son's best friends. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was just, that was, talk about a kick in the head. Tragic. Just horrible. So I've got you here uh, because you're one of the candidates uh, there for the at-large seat at Northwest Allen County Schools. Why? I mean, why is it you want to do it? I know it's because you don't have anything else to do in your life, but I mean, but but a a school board. I think during COVID and everything, whatever school district you're in, I think school board has become a very big top-shelf thing to
1: do. It has. It really has. And if you want to do that debate, I'd be happy to do it with all our <laughs> candidates. I tried to get I tried to get that organized, but there are some candidates that, unfortunately, just won't have discussions. How many of you? Six? There's six of us, and, and three of them don't want to have the discussion. Well, I, so.
0: Yeah, I can, I can just tell you right now, I just there's no way I'm doing a debate <laughs> well, with Well, I had safe. it all set up, but they didn't want to show. But want to I, 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 did, I did a mayoral debate for the Republicans here years ago uh, out at Indiana Tech, and just for the mayor's race, I think we had nine... Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is insane. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot, that's yeah. for sure.
1: But guess why I'm running? Um, let me just tell you, I've, I've been involved with kids forever. I've uh, obviously got four of my own. I've coached for years, and uh, I've been a teacher of junior achievement for over almost 30 years of teaching junior achievement in the classroom, and giving back to kids is important to me. Yeah. Um, and so when I looked at the, uh, uh, the the leadership that happened over the last two years, I said, you know what? The school board needs some leadership. They need someone who's uh, has ability to listen uh, and get input from parents and teachers and the administration and come up with solutions to problems. And
0: I think I feel that, Bill. Were they they really—I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Was the school board just a really bad group of people, or was it a situation where because of COVID— uh, it caused them to have to deal with stuff that they 'd never dealt with before, and so maybe lack of leadership or lack of understanding they were just sitting there treading water
1: yeah they 're all good people and they 're all good people I think it 's more the situation and not having this the, the skill set to understand how to deal with people who are uh, not as happy uh, with the situations and decisions you 're making instead of uh, talking and discussing things they were shutting down and and you really can 't do that as a you know as a, uh, as, a as a father you can 't shut down as a business owner you can 't shut down down. Yeah. You've got to be able to talk to people who don't agree with you, and and uh, be
0: able to come to a solution, and, and that's really what wasn't happening. Yeah, there there are still some businesses that are shutting down, and, and it's all still as the result of COVID. That just drives me nuts because some of them were great businesses, you know. And I don't want to say the world re- revolves around food, but when you lose the bagel station, I mean, come on. Yeah, so, <laughs> it, it does. I would agree with you. It does revolve around food. Yeah. Uh, it, so, um, but 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 going back now to the school board. Um, would would you say, well, the problem was that guy or that woman or those two people? It, are, do you find yourself knowing where the breakdown was, or it was just kind of a generic breakdown in your sense that the whole board was stuck with a position because of leadership or lack thereof, understanding? it became a self-fulfilling prophecy?
1: I think it was more self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't think there was any one particular person who was responsible for it at all. I, that'd be uh, an unfair characterization on someone, but I just think the whole concept of, of dealing with COVID was over a lot of people, and they were not willing to either have the, that discussion. And, and I think that's the important part in any any policy debate, is having the discussion. And, and uh, you know, there were some tempers that flared, and that should never happen. You should all be, you know, civil when you just have uh, yeah. conversations. And And so uh, that's what I think I can bring to the table is the ability to have a civil conversation with someone. Uh, I've met with, uh, uh, I'll say, conservative folks. I've met with liberal folks. And uh, at the end of the day, we're all having good conversations. We want what's best for kids. uh, And that's what I hope to do.
0: Yeah. As a father, and you've got, let me get it straight, you have a senior in college. You have a senior in high school. Yep. You have a sophomore. Correct. And then you have a seventh grader. Yep. How much of your sanity is still intact? Uh,
1: Very little, very little. You know, and the last one's a girl, so you can imagine. She just turned
0: 13 on Sunday, so happy birthday to her. So three guys and a girl? Yep. Holy cow. (laughs) And trust me, um, because I'm around women all the time, my wife and my two daughters, and the amazing Amy. The amazing Amy. That's that's not the. Don't get excited. That's not the official name yet. But anyway, but you deal with them, and then and then Caleb Blakesley. I'm around strong women all the time, um, but yeah, to be the last one of four kids, that's a real challenge. And my guess is she's probably living up to it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. no doubt about yeah. it. Do your sons ever go to bed at night? Cry? Uh, no, they don't. But
1: uh, they all she she does a lot because they pick on her quite a bit. But she's strong-willed, that's for sure. There no you go. About it. Um,
0: you went to school where? I went to Snyder High School. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's where my girls went. Yep, Great yeah. school. Yeah, of course. Of course, your your father with the insurance agency wasn't that far from where we lived. Right. So we were there uh, just off of Maple Crest uh, in the Snyder district. Um, uh, go, Snyder Panthers. Um, uh, Carol, the only school that beat Snyder this year in football, undefeated season. By the way, I know. And i I was at the first home game, which was against Snyder, um, uh, and Owens' parents grandparents were sitting behind me his parents were down on the field right. because that first home game, his dad was chosen to be the honorary coach. coach were Lee? you there?
1: Oh, yeah. I got a son in place. My son's a senior.
0: Okay, dude, I was team. an emotional wreck. Every you know? game has I... been
1: that way. At every facility, they've all done something. It's just been it's been a whirlwind of a season. Yeah.
0: And uh, just thoughts and prayers for the Shaley family. Yeah, and, and I, I sat and watched that. Um, and... When, when they went out there and they went out for the coin toss and the captains went out carrying Owen's jersey in between them and then his dad was out there with them and they do the coin toss and all that. What I thought was kind of interesting, and this is just bragging on Snyder a little bit, but the first play of the game, they were down like at their own five yard line right. getting ready to start. And I, I turned to somebody next to me and I said, OK, this is going to be cool. And they said, what? I said, there's no quarterback out there. Right. And so they got a delay of game penalty. Because they didn't snap the ball, right. and then Snyder denied the penalty. I just that right. was an amazing thing to me.
1: Right. I just... Had tip to Coach Tipman, uh, Kurt and I went to school together. He's a great guy. Yeah, and, uh, they raised some money for the the foundation, which
0: has just been uh, a great thing. Yeah, when 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 all the seniors, I mean, after we did all the coin toss and all that, and the game still has started, and all once all the Snyder seniors started coming back out to midfield, and then all the seniors from Carroll went out and they met, and Snyder presented them two huge framed pieces. One of them was a check that they had raised for the foundation and the other one was a picture that an artist over there at Snyder had done that had Owen's picture and all that and and they announced that they, they were going to hang uh, in the locker room there at Carroll and I started crying again and it was just yeah. it was a crazy emotional thing but it goes back to you say what does this have to do with school board I think it's everything kids at their base want to be good kids they want i mean you got some rugrats in there somewhere you know some of them grew up and try to you know become awesome Amys and things like that but for but for the most part their kids are great kids i think every time you can give them the opportunity through curriculum, through programs, uh, through the way they're treated, the way they treat each other, uh, policing what you have to police and laying off what you don't have to police. I think you allow kids to become themselves. I think at the base, I may, you may not agree with me, I don't think kids at their base aren't racist. No, I don't. I don't no. see five and six year olds playing in the same sandbox at elementary school, and one of them jumps up and starts yelling epithets at each other. I don't remember any of that. Um, I, I don't think that they want the worst for other people in their class. We teach them all that stuff, and yes. if we could just get back to just being there for them, what what do you want to do as as a school board member? should you be elected here at large, what is it that you want to make sure happens in the next year or two in the Northwest Daly County Schools? Well, you hit right on that.
1: It's about focusing on the kids and all kids in the community. We need to make sure that they are one of two things. Either they're college-ready or they are ready for a career. So, you know, I've got uh, my senior is going to be, he's already a certified firefighter and he's working on his EMT down at the Anthos Career Center. And so I'd like to make sure that we have a strong, build a strong program up at Anthos. You know, it's not a uh, Northwest Allen County Schools program but we send our kids there yeah. so I want to make sure that we're steering our kids that you know they aren't college bound that we're ready our unemployment right now is two percent if you should be if you're come out of the school high school work ready you're going to make a, you can make an impact and make yeah. some money right away so that'd be the, one of the things also we need to you know, just make sure our school board is communicating with the parents and the teachers you know uh, e- either through quarterly meetings or uh, open roundtable discussions so that we can actually get things uh, accomplished and move forward kind of bridge the Bridge the divide. There's been a there's been a a, a chasm, you know, with uh, uh, people for masks and people against masks, and we just need to come together and and, and rally
0: around the kids and make sure they're a success. Has the relationship between teachers? And the school board, historically, been pretty good. Maybe it was a little tougher during COVID, but, but, but I mean, does your board love your teachers and your teachers love your board? Yeah, our te-
1: we've got great teachers. I mean, we need to support our teachers. Their teachers need to be able to teach. And, you know, one of the things that I bring to the table is, you know, I've got relationships with uh, folks from the federal level, with Congressman Banks, who's endorsed me, to the to the state legislator, to local government, so that we can actually work together to make sure that if testing comes about that, that our community doesn't like, that we can talk to the folks on the federal state level and, and make sure we uh, put a stop to it so our teachers can focus on teaching and not teaching for a
0: test. Yeah, and and I long for the day, this is not just with you all, but this is Northwest, Southwest, East Allen, Fort Wayne community, Indianapolis public schools. I long for the day when maybe you have two or three parents that have a genuine concern about something, whether it's the same thing or they each have their own, and you know they can take Five minutes and explain their position to a board and get them to understand. I, I am so tired of seeing news copy come across my desk of this guy was screaming at the school board yeah. and they escorted him out with the police. We need to be civil because I tell you what, our kids see that. Right. Our kids
1: are a reflection of us in yeah. reality. If we're going to act that way, our kids are going to be, think that that's okay and acceptable. And it's really not. Yeah. we've got, but, but also the school board needs to be able to listen to those parents. So I think that's the, the, the key thing is mi- mi- mixing that conversation so that they have that com- uh, can have a conversation. And maybe it needs to be more than two minutes. And that's where roundtable discussions about cer- certain topics with the school board and, and teachers and the administration. So they're all having communication
0: and, and conversation together. Yeah. What What do you view... As, like, this is for you, okay? What is in your head? What is, like, a number one issue, something that, if you're elected, you really hope you have the opportunity with the other members? Let's bring this out and talk this through, and let's come to some kind of a conclusion or a bettering of it on this issue right here. What is that issue?
1: Well, the issue is really going to be growth. I mean, our school system is growing like crazy. Um,
0: our, our you census, can't build the buildings fast enough.
1: Well, that's part of the problem. So we've got um, – I will say this, that uh, Mr. Mallers has done a great job fin- with the finances out there. The, the, the impact on the taxpayer is has been very very uh, minimal in reality Mm -hmm. as a building comes off a new one comes on. So we've got to decide again, are we going to have to build another middle school? Are we going to have to build another elementary school? Do we move the administration out of the current place that it's in and build a separate building for that? Do we have the two high school conversation again? So those are the conversations that I think that we need to have now and and have it with the public so the public understands that there's a cost to each one of those. And it's not free. We've got to be able to build it. And in today's time as I'm building a building right now, it is expensive to build. So we've got to figure out how to Manage that financially and with the needs of the students at the same time.
0: Um, when did, in as you look back, because I remember not too long ago, they were at least having initial conversations about the two building idea, the two high schools. Yeah. When did that get tabled, or is it really tabled, or is it just we're not bringing it up right now? Where is that?
1: Well, uh, it, it all depends on census data. So, and then it comes down to finances. Yeah. I mean, the cost when you look at all the activities that involved extracurricular activities and in between, band, football, basketball, baseball, all those things, and now you have to have. Two of yep. it becomes a huge financial burden. So we've either got to decide to, as a community, to to take on that burden, or to have a really really big high school. And that's the discussion that still needs to be had. It, it really, and that's where um, the school board needs to lead that discussion with the community because it's not just parents that are out there. It's also grandparents and taxpayers that don't have kids yep. in there. So we've got to listen to all those folks and decide. You know
0: what makes the most sense for the community. You know, when I graduated from Manual High School in Indianapolis, we were a southeast inner city school. And we had 3,400 students, and that was considered huge back then. Um, Now the school has 800. And this year is probably the last year of my high school. They're going to shut it down because Indianapolis public schools, this is my opinion, folks, refuse to look ahead and say, if we're going to keep up, here's the types of things we need to do. And now they're caught behind the eight ball, and there are certain things that they're, they're facing bad decisions now because it's what they've left themselves. You have to plan for the expected and the unexpected, and those are conversations you have to have pretty early. That, t- that takes leadership. It does. It takes leadership. And people willing to have the discussion and hear all sides of it. Yeah. yeah. Now, the bad thing is I, I live on a clock, and the clock is looking at me, and you and I should have stopped five minutes ago. And if you'll notice, the adorable Amy is looking not so adorable. She's over there right now calculating in her head, what can I do over the next three breaks to make up for what Miller has done to me? And so it gets there. Um, best wishes to you. And Thank hope, you. Appreciate the time. I hope everything turns out well for you. and turns out well for uh, Northwest Allen County. Um I I, uh, I will be out there again. Come band playoff next year, and, and uh, doing the, uh, the 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 band uh, contest that they have there. It's a beautiful field. Beautiful facility, it is, it is definitely terrific. Uh, we never had it like that at Manual. We were we were the Manual High School mud pit. That's where we were. Well, if you'd
1: have seen <laughs> us uh, a couple of years ago, it wasn't it wasn't nearly as pretty as it is now.
0: Yeah. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it, Pat. He wants to be your uh, he wants to be your board member at large for Northwest Allen County Schools. That's Darren Vogt. V O G T. So, come up with whatever you want. Vote for vote, whatever. Uh, so, there you go. There's that. We're going to be back just straight ahead. This is Pat Miller on Whoa, 1190 AM, 1075 FM.
1: Podcasts by Federated Media.